in-depth, investigative. This is KXAN News Today. From private school vouchers to border security to banning vaccine mandates in the private sector, Texas lawmakers have a full agenda when they head back to Austin today. Good morning, I'm Tom Miller. Good morning, everyone. I'm Sally Atlantis. State legislators are back at the Capitol for the third special legislative session of the year. Governor Abbott announcing his wide-ranging agenda just last week. Lawmakers are gearing up for an expected contentious fall session with the biggest ask, creating education savings account programs, or ESAs. It would use public money for parents to put toward private school tuition. Between opposition from nearly all the Democrats and several Republicans representing rural areas, the measure has an uphill battle when it comes to the House with some members on the fence. If the private school takes a voucher child, do they get to choose which voucher children they take? No, they, they should take all vouchers if, if they take any. Uh, they should take the same test the public school uh, children take. I'm, I'm looking for a level playing field. Also on the agenda, border security items, including increasing criminal penalties for human smuggling. It's a previous priority that failed to pass. Governor also looking to expand COVID-19 vaccine mandate bans to the private sector. He's calling for a prohibition on vaccine mandates for Texas's private employees. Special session starts this afternoon at 1. Another focus of the special session is public safety, specifically the development of Colony Ridge. It's a neighborhood outside Houston that lawmakers are watching. GOP activists claim it's a magnet for immigrants living in the U.S. illegally and for drug cartels. The developer rejects that claim and has invited lawmakers to come and see it for themselves. First warning weather with meteorologist Kristen Curry. Well, good Monday morning. We start with a look at our radar. Not showing anything. We are mainly clear. We are dry. We're going to see a good amount of that sunshine coming in today. Live look outside from our Whittlesea Landscape Supplies weather camera there in Granite Shoals. You'll see those clear skies. You'll also notice the fact that it's a little cool out there in some spots. Yesterday was the coolest. We had most of us waking up to the 50s, if not even some 40s. Temperatures not quite as far down into the 50s this morning, but it still feels nice. 61 in Georgetown, 54 Lano, 60 here in the city. We've got more of those mid to upper 50s out in our eastern counties. So a little warmer to start. Start and will likely be a little warm to finish. You'll notice that 24 hour temperature change shows temperatures about 5 to 15 degrees warmer. We're going to carry that warming trend into the afternoon. More than 5 degrees warmer than what we felt on our Sunday. But overall, just a good looking October day. 60s to start, 70s by lunch, 86 right at about average for this time of year. Not going to be tracking rain today. However, we've got some rain chances to watch for tomorrow and Wednesday. Getting a little help from the tropics this time. So more on that coming up in your first morning forecast. Thank you, Chris. This is some breaking news we've been following from overnight. Austin police are at this scene investigating an overnight shooting between two drivers downtown. They just left the scene, and so you can see 7th Street here has reopened. This shooting happening about three hours ago, 1.30 this morning. It's when a Department of Public Safety trooper saw the shooting happen on 7th near the I-35 access road. Police saying one of those drivers is now in the hospital with a gunshot wound. We aren't sure of that driver's condition. I want to give you a live look right now at one of the biggest stories of the morning, Gaza. An Israeli airstrike continues on the Strip. 
The fighting rages on into a second day after Hamas launched an unprecedented attack on Israel, leaving over a thousand people dead, more than 2,000 injured. Government sources confirming at least four U.S. citizens among those killed in those deadly attacks. Lawmakers say they expect that number to keep going up. We're seeing this video here from overnight showing those explosions lighting up the sky of Gaza City. And right now, U.S. warships, one of the biggest actually from the U.S. and fighter jets are moving closer and closer to the region. Jay Gray has the latest on the conflict and the fallout here at home. The fighting is intensifying. Israel formally declaring war against Hamas after a surprise attack by the Palestinian militant group early Saturday morning. This weekend, Hamas started a war against Israel with the worst massacre of innocent civilians in Israel's history. Hamas was more barbaric and more brutal than ISIS. Let me be crystal clear. Israel will respond with determination and force to their unprovoked war crimes. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu meeting with military and defense leaders Sunday. As Israeli forces continue to battle groups of Hamas fighters hold up in towns across the country while unleashing relentless air attacks on the Gaza Strip. A continuation, Palestinians say, of years of deadly violence and suppression by Israeli troops and leadership that many say led to the weekend attack. Hundreds on both sides are dead, including government sources now confirmed to NBC News, several U.S. citizens. Other Americans may be among hundreds who've been kidnapped and taken into Gaza. The Pentagon now saying U.S. ships and aircraft are moving closer to the region. The focus now has to be on making sure that Israel has what it needs to deal with this attack uh, and uh, to make sure that its um, uh, citizens are safe and secure. Jewish communities across the U.S. praying for that security and safety on edge as Palestinian supporters march in Chicago. Fallout from the fighting clearly stretching way beyond the battlefield. Jay Gray, NBC News. Here at home, supporters of Israel are heading to the University of Texas Tower today, holding a peaceful gathering tonight at 6. Meanwhile, pro-Palestine ralliers gathering at the Texas Capitol yesterday. An organizer says while they were surprised by the attack and condemn the loss of life, they believe Israel instigated the attack. The group says Israel has suppressed Palestinians for years, occupying more Palestinian land and denying rights. Villages in Afghanistan left shaken and destroyed by a massive earthquake. Why this is the deadliest quake the area has seen in decades. And why some Austin City Limits festival attendees are leaving this morning with a potential job opportunity. Good morning, everyone. This is a live look outside from our camera over in Granite Shoals. We have Kristen talking about your Monday forecast and the rest of the work week in just the next few minutes. But first, back to your news. An argument turned deadly over the weekend, leaving a man dead after he was shot in North Austin. According to police, officers responded to North Plaza near Georgian Acres Saturday morning. They found 26-year-old Christian Radules Melendez on the ground with multiple gunshot wounds. He later died at the hospital. Witness told police that Melendez and the suspect Edwin Diaz got into a fight before it escalated into a shooting. 
Officers arrested Diaz and he is now being held on a million dollar bond. The death toll in this weekend's massive earthquake in Afghanistan continues to rise with a government spokesperson saying the death toll has spiked to more than 2,000 people, making it one of the deadliest earthquakes to hit the country in more than 20 years. Government officials say entire villages in the western province of one area destroyed and are pleading for international assistance to help with the search for survivors. The U.S. Geological Survey says the earthquake had a magnitude of 6.3 and that was followed by three strong aftershocks. Reaction from local groups this morning as the bloodshed continues following the Hamas attack on Israel. It was supposed to be one of the marquee games of the early season in the NFL. Didn't turn out that way for the Cowboys on Sunday night. I've got it for you coming up. Good morning. This is a live look from Gaza City, Israel, where we have seen some strikes overnight. Some of those buildings, we've seen smoke rising. We're continuing to monitor this situation here as Israel has declared war on Hamas following the unprecedented attack over the weekend. Back here locally as Austin City Limits Weekend 1 is wrapping up. People could be leaving with a potential job opportunity for the first time, but the Austin Police Department and Austin Travis County EMS are recruiting an ACL. KXN's Sarah Alshea gives us a look at their booth and explains why this new recruitment tactic could help with staffing troubles. Could one of these thousands of Austin City Limit Festival attendees be the next Austin Travis County EMS medic or an APD 911 operator? Well, thanks to a new recruitment initiative, that could happen. So this year we have a combined public safety recruiting booth here at ACL. It's the first year we've done it. Together, ATC EMS and the Austin Police Department are recruiting on ACL grounds. Reach a broader audience uh, and something uniquely Austin like ACL Fest is not ATC EMS Field Operations Commander Gabe Weber says because of the ongoing staffing shortage, they are starting to venture outside of the places they typically recruit, like EMS conventions. We're having uh, challenges in, in filling positions in the department, so we're kind of expanding beyond some of the traditional recruiting. Commander Weber says one of their selling points is all the events where ATC EMS gets to work, ACL being one of them. It's not just working on the ambulance. We have uh, we have medics throughout the venue, experience the crowd, experience the show, uh, interact with the citizens, uh, you know, the attendees, uh, and get paid to do your job at the same time. At the booth, there's a QR code that takes people to ATC EMS's recruiting website. Recruiters will then be in touch with next steps. While it's too soon to see the impacts of this just yet, Weber remains hopeful it will help them fill positions. It's a great city to work for. It's a great city to live in. Sarah Alshah, KXAN News. Along with ACL recruitment efforts, Austin Travis County EMS says it's recently been to the cities of Houston, Beaumont, and New Orleans for EMS conventions to recruit people there. When we go in depth, we can tell you APD was also recruiting at ACL, as you saw, to address staffing shortages. And recently in mid-September, they got some new additions to the police force, the department initiating their 148th cadet class, which included 19 new police officers on the street. So it's packed weekend. Yes, yeah. absolutely, and perfect weather for it. You think they were using the weather as a recruitment tool? Like, look how nice the weather is in <laughs> Austin. Work in Austin. <laughs> and all the locals are like, 
You had to be here. You had to be here for that summer. Let me show you what's going on because we do have a nice day, I would say, for today. Things are going to change. Look at what's going on to our south. We got some moisture, some showers already streaming in across south Texas. This is actually going to be spreading north once we get into tomorrow. So let's talk about today and then we'll talk about the good stuff right now. 50s and 60s out there. It's cool. It's nice. It's pleasant, almost refreshing, right? I'm sure you noticed it yesterday. Those temperatures got down to the 40s in some spots in the hill country finally starting to feel like fall but look at the afternoon highs today getting back into the mid 80s so nearing average warmer than what you felt over the weekend got stuck in the 70s on Saturday it was beautiful lower 80s yesterday so we're adding about five to six degrees to those afternoon highs today before things slowly start to change tomorrow why am I showing you the tropics well we do have a disturbance here in the Gulf that that bears watching it's a low chance of becoming something stronger but Max and Lydia, two tropical storms there that have potential to bring moisture to Texas over the next 48 to 72 hours. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, a lot of this is going to go to our south. But today, we fill the sky with sunshine. Later in the afternoon, you're going to start to see the high clouds first. And then those clouds thicken up once we get into tomorrow morning. By tomorrow afternoon and evening, that's when I'm expecting at least some of that rain to drift our way. Southern counties, you will be favored for this event. But I'll tell you what, as as far as the rainfall forecast goes, we could see anywhere from about a hundredth of an inch to pockets of half an inch, maybe even three quarters of an inch. You can see the gradient here, again, favoring southern counties. I think the majority of this heavy rain will favor South Texas. You'll notice we're on the northern fringe here, but this will be for tomorrow and Wednesday. We've got those rain chances to look forward to dry skies on the back end of the seven day. Temperatures will wiggle a little bit because of the cloud cover and rain. Mid 80s today, a little cooler Tuesday, Wednesday peaking Thursday ahead of a dry cold front that leaves us beautiful weather for ACL weekend to mid 80s Friday will go into the weekend in the upper 70s on Saturday right now perfect weather for the uh, eclipse viewing we've got Saturday morning. Thank you, Kristen. A hostage crisis is unfolding as the Hamas attack on Israel continues this morning. Officials have not yet said exactly how many people are being held hostage. But the Israeli embassy to the U.S. said yesterday that kidnappers took dozens of people. Israel resident Yoni Asher said that he watched on social media as a disturbing video emerged appearing to show his wife, two young daughters and mother-in-law taken by Hamas and then crammed into the back of a vehicle. We don't have new information. We are very frustrated here at home. I'm very frustrated. And... Um, I just want my little baby girls to be back home with my wife. He told us that he last talked with his wife earlier Saturday when she called to say the terrorist had descended on a home where she and her relatives were hiding. Coming up later on on the Today Show, Asher speaks out in a live interview with the latest on the whereabouts of his family. And a local rabbi says there is a significant Israeli community right here in Central Texas. Two uh, people rather in it are now grieving the loss of their friends or relatives who have been injured or even killed in Israel. KXAN's Britt Moreno talked with him about why this war with Hamas is particularly brutal. We have started to get an idea of just how gruesome it is in this war. We're hearing reports that there's a possibility that Americans could have been among those killed. We're hearing more than 1,100 people have been killed on both sides of this war. 
We're hearing Americans and even Israeli women and children have been taken hostage and taken into Gaza. What is your reaction when you hear all about this? First of all, our hearts are broken. Our hearts are weeping. Um, not only um, were soldiers killed, but most of the people killed were innocent civilians. We, we have pictures and video of elderly women and men being dragged and taken hostage and killed. It's just unprecedented what we're seeing happening in Israel. And, and this is taking place on the 50th anniversary of the Yom Kippur War, which was also a surprise attack, except this attack in particular was done in ways that really affected the civilians in towns throughout the southern part of Israel. So that part is even more challenging and more tragic than what was, was taking place before where there were attacks on soldiers and less on civilians. This was a premeditated attack on innocent civilians. When you think about these two sides and how far apart they really are from resolution, in your mind, is there a way where we can find some sort of peace and resolution in all this? Right now, peace should always be on our minds. We should always be thinking about it, but peace is, is far away. Right now, we have to find a partner who's willing to make peace, and we do not have a partner currently on the other side to make peace. Hey, Rabbi, thank you so much. I appreciate you. That was Brent Moreno reporting for us. Now, the rabbi does predict this will be a protracted war, meaning that he says it's going to take a lot of time to figure out how it happened, how to handle the crisis, and the terrorist organizations involved. He also says Israeli families will need financial help and support. If you'd like to support them, you can go to jewishfederations.org. Meantime, Pope Francis now calling for an end to these attacks and violence. Speaking from the window at the Vatican right there in that video. He was saying that his weekly address to the people gathered in St. Peter's Square was one that was following what was happening in Israel. And he says that it is with apprehension and sorrow. The Pope pleading for the violence to end, saying, quote, let the attacks and weapons cease, please because it must be understood that terrorism and war bring no solutions, but only to the death and suffering of many innocent lives. Also this morning, history was made at this year's Bank of America Chicago Marathon. The best time came from Kelvin Kiptum, set a world record when he crossed the finish line, clocking in with an official time of two hours and 35 seconds. On the women's side, Sifan Hassan continuing her stunning domination in marathon running. She finished the second fastest time for a female marathon time ever recorded on the course. In addition to those records, several American Olympic hopefuls registering promising numbers ahead of the 2024 Paris Games. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning to you. Longhorns will have the week off. No game this coming weekend, but they'll be back at work. They dropped to number 9 in the AP poll, number 11 in the coaches poll after the gut-wrenching loss to Oklahoma on Saturday. So they go to the midway poll at 5-1, and one, and they start back up against Houston in two weeks. Could have that kickoff time later today. Well, one of the premier games of the entire NFL season, supposed to be anyway, Cowboys-Niners. Trey Lance, the former Niner with Brock Purdy, who sealed his fate as to getting traded. And Purdy continues to light things up. This touchdown to George Kittle, and it is 14 to nothing. Cowboys 
in a hole, but they get back in it. Dak Prescott, not much success throwing the ball, but he hits one over the top to Cavante Turpin. So it's 14 to 7, one score game. But now here comes the 49er offensive train, Christian McCaffrey, 14th straight game with a touchdown. It's 21 7. Then it's 21 to 10. The former Longhorn receiver, Kyle Shanahan, pushing all the right buttons and Kittle with a hat trick. Three touchdowns. 17 to 24 for Purdy, including four touchdowns. And for the Cowboys and Dak Prescott, it was a tough day at the office. Three picks, just one score as the 49ers run it up on the Cowboys. 42 to 10, the final score, second loss for Dallas. So two games behind the Eagles in that all-important loss column. Eagles stay undefeated. Cowboys, a week from tonight, will take on the Chargers. Both the Astros and Rangers in action on Sunday. Rangers win. They're coming up 2-0 on Baltimore. They can clinch a spot in the ALCS tomorrow. Meantime, the Astros going to Minnesota. Their series now tied at one apiece after losing on Sunday night. Back to you. Thanks, Roger. For those listening on the KXAN Today podcast, thanks for being with us. Here's what we're tracking at 5 on KXAN Today. We're going to go out live to Austin's airport with what is expected to be a very busy travel month ahead.